Hello and welcome to Kernel of Truth, a podcast about infrastructure. I'm Rupa. And I'm Rama. On today's episode, we'll be talking to Jeff Weiss and Justin Murray about the NVIDIA AI-ready enterprise platform running on VMware. Jeff and Justin, thanks for joining us on this episode. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Rama and Rupa. So maybe we can start off with some introductions. So Justin, you're a technical marketing architect at VMware. Would you like to give us a little bit more background and introduce yourself? Yes, thank you. Thank you, Rama. I've been at VMware for almost 15 years. I can hardly believe it. And uh, most of that time I've been in technical marketing, mainly working on emerging technologies. And this is one example with NVIDIA. It's been a very exciting year, year and a half or so, where the two companies got together and decided to go big together. And it's been my privilege to work with uh, Jeff Weiss and other folks at NVIDIA, where we've been doing some really interesting innovations together and learning from each other. So it's it's been a it's been a great time. That's awesome, Justin, and wonderful introduction. Thanks for uh, doing that. Uh, Jeff, you're a leader in the solutions architecture organization here at NVIDIA. Um, care to give us a little bit more insight into um, yourself and your background? Sure, Rama. How you doing? Uh, so yes, um, I'm Jeff Weiss. I've been here at NVIDIA going on almost eight years now. And most recently, I've been leading a team around ML ops and virtualization. So we've been working really closely with our VMware teams to help drive uh, adoption of our NVIDIA AI Enterprise uh, software package. Prior to joining uh, NVIDIA, I worked at VMware for about eight years as well. And the last couple of years, I was working on vGPU. So it was sort of a continuation of my work from VMware that got me to come over to NVIDIA in the first place. So I'm really excited now that we've evolved from a VDI infrastructure tool framework into an accelerated compute tool framework. And now we're able to take all our, you know, the great things that NVIDIA has been building all these years with our NGC offering and bring them onto the virtualized vSphere platform. To start things off, let's at a high level talk about what is NVIDIA AI ready enterprise platform. Can one of you take the question? Yeah, sure. So um, it's, a, it's a good question. What is it? But at, at, at its core, it's the ability for us to take um, our, our GPUs and in, in, in install them into a vSphere environment, fundamentally ESXi hosts, and then have the tools and the software to provision those GPUs, those virtual GPUs, into workloads that then can be consumed by uh, the, the data scientists that are trying to train and do inference with our tools. So beyond the AI enterprise suite, uh, it looks like we're also making additional enhancements uh, beyond those solution suites themselves. Uh, I was reading your blog here, Justin, and you describe how to integrate these solutions with Tanzu. Uh, so what's new about this integration between VMware, Tanzu, and how does it relate to the AI frameworks that we're building here in this solution suite? Great question, Rama. It'll take me a few seconds here to explain, but we start off from the point that Jeff mentioned, which is virtual GPUs. So for years now, and Jeff was part of the creation of this, we've been presenting a virtual GPU to a virtual machine. It could be a share of a physical GPU, it could be one full full GPU, or it could be many GPUs. So that's that's been stable technology for quite a while. 
Now, what's new, uh, relatively new, is in the integration of Kubernetes and VMware vSphere together that we call Tanzu. Uh, it's a wide range of products, but the core of it is Kubernetes tightly integrated into vSphere. And the purpose of that is to allow developers, DevOps people, uh, data scientists to create their own sandbox Kubernetes clusters at will. So the goal is flexibility so that you can have your own Kubernetes cluster whenever you want it. And a Kubernetes cluster is a set of VMs, actually. Each, each VM is a node, and those nodes uh, are capable of GPUs now. They, they're capable of having virtual GPUs. So how do you provision all this? We wanted to give the DevOps and developer people a library of, of classes of VMs, some of which have A100s, some of which have A30s, some of them have two VMs, some of them have half of a, v, uh, half of a GPU, sorry. Um, so we wanted uh, to have a variety of different options for the data scientists to choose from when they can construct their Kubernetes clusters. We call those uh, Tanzu Kubernetes clusters. They're just regular Kubernetes clusters, and they're running in VMs. So the exciting thing for us over the, over the last few months, and VMworld in particular, is the ability now not just to create a VM with a virtual GPU associated with it, but to create a whole Tanzu Kubernetes cluster with multiple VMs, each with perhaps different vGPUs of different profiles associated with them. So the idea is flexibility, sandboxes, ability to um, prototype different models, different tunings, different ML applications, all on the same infrastructure. And the end goal of all this is to bring AI ML into the data center that we've got a big presence in at VMware. You know, a, a lot of people in data centers believe ML is a workload that you can't you can't virtualize, and so. What this is, is um, some great innovations in Kubernetes, but the fundamental core of it is you, Mr. Data Center Manager or Ms. Data Center Manager, can now bring ML into your data center and manage it there. That's, that's a quick summary of, of the, all the innovations that have taken place on our side. Is this offering also available in the VMware, VMware in the cloud? Uh, it will be. Uh, we're working on it. Uh, there, there are GPUs available in our cloud offerings, and Tanzu is available in our cloud offerings. And uh, as you know, we're a multi-cloud company, so it's VMware Cloud on AWS, uh, VMware Software on Azure, VMware on Google. All of those things are are live today. Um, they all have. They all will have GPU capability in time. Uh, we're working on on-premises first because that's that's where we know our strength is first, uh, and that's where I spend all of my time. And I've been working with Jeff very closely on this. So we think a lot of customers will prototype this on-premises, but. We have we have the cloud in our sites for sure, and we're going to get there with that. And we already have the building blocks there for it. So why do we see a need and demand for AI, NVIDIA AI ready platform? Uh, what are the challenges people are facing in deploying AI in the enterprise today? Yeah, great question, Rupa. If you don't mind, Jeff, I'll take this first, and you jump in after me, maybe on this one. Um, so. Uh, of course, we see that AI and ML are becoming mainstream in the enterprise. Every business is calling us now and saying, I've got this um, application for AI that I want to do uh, 
tell me how to do that on VMware. Uh, VMware manages about 500,000 customers and their data centers, so a very big population of on-premises work. Um, why do we need uh, an NVIDIA AI platform? It turns out that there are some difficulties in deploying AI applications. Um, data scientists are, for, are forced to look at a lot of piece parts and they're forced to deal with infrastructure. And we want to take, we really want to make infrastructure much easier for the data scientists so that they don't have to consume time with machines and networks and storage and all that stuff, that that is taken care of for them and they can focus on their models. So with this huge growth in interest, there is a, there is a problem that needs to be solved, which is how does the data scientist get the tools they want on the infrastructure that the data center manages, but they don't have to waste their time with data center concerns. And so what the two companies did was the CEOs of both companies got together and said, let's simplify this. Let's uh, let's integrate these two things together. So what you see in the AI Ready Enterprise platform is an integration between tooling from NVIDIA, such as Rapids or TensorRT or tooling that's very valuable and platforms that are very valuable to a data scientist and infrastructure stuff like what is the operating environment? The operating environment is VMware and what is the core developer technology that'll be used there? It's containers and Kubernetes. Integrating all those things into one offering is why why we worked with NVIDIA on this. And, and that's a platform that you can sell with certified hardware, tested hardware, both GPUs and servers, uh, all certified and tested. And you can offer that to a customer and say, there's there's your platform. That's that's what you need to get integrated together so that the data scientist has an easier time of it and can be more productive. The only thing that I would add to that, and Justin said it very well, is that on the bare metal side, we see a lot of silos. And the you know, silos are special purpose use cases for the GPUs. For example, you'd have a, a, a silo of training where you're training your neural networks, and then uh, you'd have another uh, group of systems for inference, for example. And uh, VMware, which has been great at uh, you know virtualizing that infrastructure, allows us to have a more dynamic approach to managing the GPU resources. So instead of having um, your, your, your GPU compute resources tied up in a specific silo now, when you're done training your neural networks, you can shut down those virtual machines and then make them available for inferencing, for example. So, and this can be all done on top of a very well-defined uh, and, 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 and managed uh, virtual infrastructure, software-defined data center that VMware brings to the market. So it's a it's a great uh, unification of technologies. It's it's vGPU, GPU compute, along with the best of breed in virtualization. Jeff, that's a really uh, great topic to segue into another uh, area that always comes up when we talk about these uh, AI uh, workloads, right? And specifically around management and how do you manage uh, these AI 
systems, whether it's the infrastructure, like you said, the GPU and bare metal, or the actual workloads themselves running on those systems, right? Uh, and when we talk about AI workloads, more recently, the topic of Kubernetes always seems to come up, right? So maybe we can start first and talk about uh, historically, right? And, you know, up until today, uh, how were these AI workloads normally managed, right? And then, and then, Afterwards, it'd be great to understand how has that evolved and why is Kubernetes such a big topic when we come to talking about managing AI workloads? I think that what we've been looking for and a lot of the infrastructure um, and enterprises have been looking for is, is ways to automate these workloads, right? And and tools to allow for, let's say they have they have 50 GPUs, but they have 100 data scientists, right? They need to figure out a way to give access to those GPUs on demand. And so there were there are a few different automation tools and so forth out there. Uh, and it seems that Kubernetes has really been rising to the top in terms of data science and and there's a there's an open um, you know API and and data scientists are used to using and learning how to run commands with uh, Kubernetes. And the idea is then that they could issue a command that says I need this sort of infrastructure to run this workload. And then also Kubernetes allows for containers to be um, brought up and, and, and environments to be spun up on demand as needed. And so that's why we're seeing a lot of our customers leveraging Kubernetes. Justin, I'm sure you have more detail on that if you'd like to share. Yeah, this is a great question. Thank you, Jeff, for the opportunity to respond to it. So. Um, there's there's a misperception out there in the market that somehow virtual machines and containers are competing with each other. Uh, actually, you know, VMware's work over the past few years has been entirely around containers and Kubernetes, and I'll explain why. Uh, so containers and virtual machines actually go together extremely well. Think of a container as a node in Kubernetes terms, a machine on which containers run. That's what a VM represents. So let me explode the myth that containers and VMs compete with each other for the attention of, of people nowadays. They're, they're actually complementary. The, the, the VMs provide the separation. You have one team of data scientists using a number of VMs and a different team of scientists using a different set of VMs, maybe on the same hardware, maybe using the same GPUs through virtual GPUs, but they're separated. They're not interfering with each other. Containers, on the other hand, are a great packaging mechanism. They allow you to deploy things very quickly without worrying about the dependencies that this particular Python container has. It's it's accepted now that containers are the way to do software, including ML software. And that's going to grow. Containers are growing. And VMware recognized this five years ago or so and said, we've got to do something here. And what we did was adopt Kubernetes. Uh, we acquired a company called Heptio, which is a, a Kubernetes-focused company. And we derived products from that, from that acquisition, one of which is the integration of Kubernetes tightly into vSphere called Tanzu. And so what we're in the business of doing now is managing instead of managing thousands of VMs, which we're very used to doing in, in people's data centers, we're continuing to do that. Uh, some of those VMs are now Kubernetes VMs. They're Kubernetes nodes. So I got asked yesterday by a customer, uh, you're telling me all about uh, managing containers running in VMs and managing Kubernetes, but what about if I want a regular VM alongside them? 
And you might do that for a database, for example, or something special that runs in a VM. And so that's no problem. You can run VMs alongside those specialized con uh, VMs that run containers quite naturally. They're all VMs. So uh, the importance of Kubernetes is in orchestrating more than a few containers. If you have more than 20 containers in your application or in your environment generally, once your container population grows, and we fully expect it to grow into the thousands, you need some structuring mechanism. And a structuring mechanism is a pod in Kubernetes. It's a set of containers that live together. And then pods live on nodes, which in, I said are VMs. And those are another structuring mechanism to group your containers together into one place and to make them more easy to understand and more easy to manage. So on the one hand, you have a, a whole bunch of IT operations folks, system admin people who've been managing VMware VMs for 15 to 20 years or so. We're introducing now to that population the ability to manage Kubernetes using the same tooling. That's the idea. Uh, you don't learn new tools. You're using the tools that you're familiar with, and now you're managing Kubernetes and VMs together. Interesting. Thanks for that perspective and that architectural background, Justin. Sure. Um, I think it completely makes sense uh, for multi-tenant workloads, right? More and more uh, we do hear customers wanting the isolation, hardware isolation given by VMs, but also need the container uh, deployment models. So I think matting these two uh, makes complete sense. You're so, right on there, yeah. Yeah. Um, how do we manage these AI workloads at scale, uh, given that it's uh, you have adopted the, the cloud-native, cloud-based technology orchestration, and also there is VMs and so on? Can you uh, drill down a little bit into how do, how is VMware solving this in sure. the mix of all this with VMs and that's the killer question right there. How does this all operate at scale? And and there are at least two angles to it. Uh, one one angle is distributed multi-node training as a scaling mechanism. Another angle is just lots and lots of VMs with containers in them. And VMware is very used to managing thousands of VMs using a tool called vCenter that's been core to VMware for years and years. It's it's the management tool for you know 10,000 VMs in some customers or more. So we we feel very confident we can scale up the population of VMs according to the number of hosts servers you have and manage that. And then Kubernetes comes in where those VMs are loaded up with containers and Kubernetes is another management environment for structuring uh, management of that. Now, you're not going to have one Kubernetes cluster, you're going to have many, many Kubernetes clusters. And so each vCenter, each vCenter instance, some, some of our customers have 20 or 30 vCenter instances because they have tens of thousands of hosts. Each vCenter can manage many thousands of hosts and many thousands of VMs together. And each vCenter can be turned on as a Kubernetes aware thing so that it's managing both Kubernetes objects as well as just VMs like it's always managed. So that's the key to scalability for us. But when you when you say the word scaling, you're probably referring to application scaling. And Jeff yes. will say Jeff will say more about uh, multi-node 
scaling, as in spreading a single training model across multiple machines. And we've done that together as well. NVIDIA and VMware have done a lot of work on multi-node training and distributed training, which is another way of scaling something. All good points there, Justin. I, I, I agree. Um, some of the great things that we did together as a company was establish and do some engineering so that we can get near bare metal performance out of these uh, environments. And a, a couple of the enhancements that we brought to bear was one of them was uh, GPU Direct RDMA. And we have the ability now to bypass uh, CPU and, and the PCI bus and we can then connect GPU memory between uh, VMs uh, on, on the same server and on different uh, servers. So we can uh, scale out multi-node training at near bare metal experience. So it's it's a great uh, marriage of, of virtualization and uh, high performance accelerated computing. And we love the high-speed networking that comes with the uh, ConnectX 6 cards from NVIDIA. You know, that stuff is world-class. And uh, we employ all that high-speed networking to do management of distributed training for scaling up your application as well. So that's been that's been a great area of collaboration between the two companies. Yes, more to come with, that, with the Project Monterey, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. It's get, getting better and better. Yep. So what are the typical AI workloads um, in this enterprise use case? So, uh, you know, I'll take that one, right? Um, so NVIDIA has been, been talking about AI and deep learning uh, and use cases with our customers for quite some time. And it, it, it breaks down into a few different areas and it, it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, it, it comes down to there's um, intelligent video analytics and and natural uh, language understanding applications, but the the use cases are you know detection is something there is it not um, can we classify it is this a you know for automotive and autonomous drive is it a is it a stop sign is it a is it a kid running across the street chasing a ball right uh, it's all very important uh, segmentation also prediction being able to see what's going to you know predict if there's a, a failure coming and things like that um, we do a lot in anomaly detection uh, and and these these use cases push out into um, our verticals like healthcare and retail and finance and these customers are able to take their own data and take our models that we've trained and extend the the those models for their own use cases so it's it's really interesting and another big use case for uh, deep learning and 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 these applications which now run on top of vSphere is recommenders right recommenders are the big big uh, use case for a lot of retail customers. So we're really excited now that we can have these turnkey solutions leveraging the uh, NVIDIA containers on top of vSphere and fully support that for our customers that um, purchase the stack. Yeah, I, I concur with Jeff here. We're seeing very wide interest across all the verticals in making use of AI ML techniques. There, there is no company out there that ha doesn't have historical data that can be used for training for their own particular purpose, whether it's, as Jeff said, a recommender engine or IoT data coming off the factory floor. There, there's a very wide applicability of these techniques. Very exciting. 
Thanks for those detailed answers, um, Jeff and Justin. Uh, I'd love to enter into a little bit of a lightning round, if we may, and dive into the details of the uh, NVIDIA AI platform uh, together with VMware. So I'm going to alternate questions here, right? And then um, maybe we can do some rapid fire to figure out and really bring some uh, clarity to the practical components under the hood of all the solutions that we're talking about. So maybe we can start first. So Jeff, what are the components of the NVIDIA AI enterprise platform? Yeah, that's that's it's a great question. What what is the AI, NVIDIA AI enterprise uh, software offering? And it, it's a combination of things, right? One is that NVIDIA has our hardware, our, our GPUs and our networking cards now and uh, our smart NICs and DPUs. And we needed to create a process for our OEMs to certify their hardware with those components and that will run the stack. So first we start with what we're calling our NVIDIA certified servers. And those NVIDIA certified servers then take the guesswork for our customers as to what kind of hardware should they purchase and, and what kind of configuration um, is supported. Then as we move up the stack, uh, those servers are not only certified for NVIDIA the stack, but also they're certified on vSphere. So now VMware and NVIDIA together are certifying this configuration. So that's one component of the stack. Um, the other component of the stack is the software that NVIDIA has developed uh, that makes it easy for our customers to consume the GPUs and use them for training at scale. And so that, that stack consists of a few things. One is our AI and data science tools and frameworks that we've been building and using for years now. Um, our TensorFlow container has been evolving uh, for years. We have a, a PyTorch container because some customers prefer PyTorch over TensorFlow. But if a customer has an issue with either one of those containers, they can simply open up a trouble ticket with NVIDIA and have the same people who built those containers help them solve those problems. Uh, other containers um, for ML uh, use cases and um, and 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 moving data um, back and forth is our NVIDIA Rapids container. And then we also have our Tensor RT tools that can fuse layers in a in a model so that it becomes more performant and also um, um, lowers latency. Because when you're when you're doing a chatbot, let's say, and and it takes a long time to respond. Uh, it loses effectiveness. So, so latency is really important in real-time systems. As we move down through the stack then, we also have software that works with Kubernetes. And that Kubernetes software is our GPU operator and our network operator. And these tools are great because it allows you to take a container, uh, boot it up inside a VM, and then it'll automatically have the right drivers, the right monitoring tools and, and ways for Kubernetes to understand and utilize those resources. And then finally, um, above all, we have our tools that are integrated with vSphere. And those tools then allow us to have a GPU manager software. It's basically a VIV that sits inside of vSphere. And that VIV then allows for vCenter to then uh, carve up sections of GPUs for individual v virtual machines. And inside of that, then we have an NVIDIA branded driver. So all of these tools together, which it sounds like a pretty complicated stack, allows us then to have a fully integrated uh, solution that is fully supported by both companies. 
And Je- Justin, if we can just add a little bit of clarity to that. So we, Jeff talked about a lot of individual components and he did call out, it could be complicated putting them all together. Uh, can you talk about, is this all pre-packaged, right? Um, and then just included. So as soon as you get this uh, install the right software, it just does it all for you. And then can you also talk about lifecycle management? We're talking about installing all these different kinds of containers. How do we do, uh, you know, actual code and AI image management, right? How do we get the most recent containers? How do we retrain uh, workflows? Can you talk a little bit about that on the operational side of this aspect? Yeah, I'll I'll take myself as an example here. I'm lucky enough to have four machines in my lab, which is where you would start on a POC with this, you know, uh, three or four machines. And uh, that allows me to have a cluster. So in in case you were wondering, is this a single machine or a cluster? You could do it on one machine, but it becomes far more interesting to do it on a cluster of machines. So what do you need installed on there? Well, you need vSphere and vSphere with Tanzu, which is a set of enablement steps you take on top of vSphere. So there is some work there. Um, And once vSphere with Tanzu is there, you'll put, as Jeff said, the GPU operator and network operator on on top of a Tanzu Kubernetes grid cluster, on top of a, a Kubernetes or TKG cluster, as we call it. And those operators are tremendously tremendously useful because you're not worried about installing things into the, your VMs anymore like we used to, like uh, GPU drivers into the VMs. The GPU operator is taking care of that for us. So things are packaged indeed. A, a lot of the driver level stuff is packaged already. It's actually packaged into containers and the GPU operator manages those containers, the network operator manages the network drivers. So that's all packaged for you once you get these operators on board. If you then want PyTorch or TensorFlow or some of those other really valuable tools that Jeff described, they too are containerized and they're containerized in an area of the NVIDIA GPU cloud called a private registry. And you get access to that private registry when you sign on for the NVIDIA AI enterprise. And you don't have to worry too much about where they are and how to get them. Uh, They can be downloaded as regular containers and placed into your environment and scaled up. Now, you asked about lifecycle management. We pay a huge amount of attention to this because um, upgrading a VMware center with thousands of machines in it is no small task, to be quite honest. You know, you can imagine reinstalling an operating system a thousand times over or something like that. That's what you're doing when you're doing lifecycle management on VMware. So we have tools for that at the VM level. Um, in my little lab that I mentioned, I will move all my container-based VMs away from one machine to another, do the upgrade of the target machine, and then move them back again without interrupting them. So I'll vMotion them in in VMware terms from machine A to machine B, both of which have the right A100 GPU on them, so both of them can take the same workload. And I'll do that so that I don't have to interrupt the data scientist. The data scientist may not even know it's happening. Right. And that that's how we do rolling upgrades and lifecycle management of hundreds, if not thousands of VMs on via on and hosts on vSphere. So this is all orchestrated. This can be all controlled by a central tool. Uh, v, vCenter is at the heart of it, but it's essentially a well tried and trusted way of upgrading machines to new software 
on a regular basis. And that's that's very, very applicable to Kubernetes because the amount of innovation going on there, you know, I get a new version of some component almost every week. Uh, so it's 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 a task to keep keep up to date with this. Yeah, it, it's so easy to talk about, you know, the, the technology under the hood, you know, the value proposition for the business. But, you know, thanks so much for giving clarity to the actual operational tasks, because when the rubber hits the road, you know, it's the actual operations engineers that are going to be uh, grappling with the day to day tasks. And it's really nice to know that uh, that solution has been thought through as well. And it's not just all, you know, uh, the value add marketing fluff pitch and that there's actually a full end-to-end lifecycle experience um, that's been considered. You'll, you'll get a bit of fun out of this. I regularly do things that I shouldn't be doing to my little lab, like uh, you know, trying to change something without evacuating the host first. And Kubernetes survives everything I throw at it. You know, I, Kubernetes is designed to bring things back to normal once somebody has done something stupid like I've done, uh, killed off something I shouldn't have killed off. Uh, and sooner or later it comes back. So um, Kubernetes and, and vSphere are complementary in that respect. Uh, there, Kubernetes is a desired state system that brings things that you've killed by accident back and sets them going again. And that, that's been beneficial to me on many occasions. And that's really great to hear about its resiliency. Uh, it, it segues nicely into my last question here, right? Um, I'm going to ask you, Justin, first, and then Jeff, feel free to follow up and answer. Uh, so what's next for our listeners here? So we've been talking for the past 20 to 30 minutes here about, uh, you know, the VMware implementation of the NVIDIA AI ready platform, how um, these solutions are containerized, and now we have AI solutions at the fingertips of um, almost every single enterprise customer, uh, uh, you know, who has access to this platform, right? So what's next if we, if our listeners are hearing this and they go, wow, I want to give this a role, what can they do? Yeah, that's that's a good question. So uh, if you're uh, a data scientist yourself, an NVIDIA user, and you're tired of managing your own machines and infrastructure, talk to your data center people and say, we've heard from NVIDIA and from VMware that you can do this in the data center for me. You can set up the environment for me such that I don't need to manage my silo anymore. Uh, if you're a VMware familiar person listening to this, uh, go talk to your data scientists and say, you know, we can provide you with the infrastructure you, you need and we can manage it for you. You don't really want to waste your time managing machines and networks and disks and hardware. Uh, let us do that for you. So what I'd like to encourage the two communities to do is to talk to each other about the possibility and actually try this out in a lab like my lab. Three, three machines, four machines, maybe a dozen virtual machines per host. Or, or thereabouts, deploy deploy vSphere with Tanzu, deploy the GPU operator. I guarantee you this will enhance your career as a technical person. This, this is great for your career because Kubernetes, machine learning, those are killer things to have on your resume. Um, so get into it. It's very interesting. Some of the terminology can be a little bit daunting. There's plenty of stuff online to read up on all the terminology surrounding this. Like in my first week, I heard of stochastic gradient descent and I thought, what the heck is that? You know, you can you can find out on Wikipedia. Don't let the terminology put you off, but get going. Get going with a, a small POC, maybe a test 
with a, a simple uh, data science application that's been yearning to, to be done by your data science people. Offer them some help and uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. I've, I've really enjoyed setting this up and it's it's very well done from the NVIDIA side of things. Uh, the, this, this is a very professional offering from NVIDIA and from VMware. So uh, give, it a, give it a run. There's a quick start guide from us to help you with Tanzu that will take you through the steps. I use that as my recipe for getting getting going with this. And there's your blog, right, Justin? And there's a blog article, yes. If you search for my name, Justin Murray on VMware.com, you'll find these blogs. I've, I've got will, two or three. Yeah, we will put it in our show notes as well so that it's easier for people to find. Thank you. And Jeff, what are your thoughts? I totally agree with Justin, right? The, the sooner you start looking into this and engaging and learning about this, the better. Uh, here at NVIDIA, we have a lot of tools and resources as well. And we have something now that is available that you can apply for online. If you don't want to, if you want to try it out before you start deploying it in your environment, we have a, a tool called uh, NVIDIA Launchpad, and you can go there and apply to get access. And it's a live running environment that has two personas associated with it. One is an IT persona, and the other is a, uh, a data science persona. And you get a live running environment, and you can see how to configure these systems and get them up and running before you even get it in your own environment. And then, like Justin said, uh, I, I highly recommend uh, reaching out to your NVIDIA uh, and, and VMware sales reps and ask them for uh, how to get started. And so we can help you build your own test dev environments as well. That's a great point, Jeff. AI Launchpad, we'll put a link in the show notes as well for our listeners. Thanks for listening to this episode of Kernel of Truth. Please subscribe to this podcast so you're notified when the next episode is posted.